The E-Militia Podcast, Episode 20, Campfire Spooky Time with Skulls and Scalps. Happy Halloween, fuckers. Happy Halloween and welcome to the E-Militia Podcast. This episode we're joined by Skulls and Scalps, our first return guest, for something a little different. In this episode, I want you to apply your imagination over the next hour or so. Picture yourself after the collapse. No phone, because they're monitoring devices. In the wilderness, gather around a crackling fire at night, somewhere in the southeastern states. You're resting up for the night, loading mags, getting some food together. What else is there to do other than shoot the shit and swap campfire stories in the middle of the pitch black woodland? To that end, Skulls here will be leading the episode for the most part with the creepier Native American creation stories of her tribe, alongside their more brutal history fighting the government. Yeah. And I, th- I think this is going to release on Halloween, right? This. It is Halloween, guys. <laughs> Oh, sick. Yeah, it is Halloween. I don't want to ruin the illusion. <laughs> Happy Halloween. We recorded this and released it on Halloween. I'm really good. Yeah, you're a fast worker, honestly. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, where, where, do we, where do we start off, Skulls? Well. It's kind of broad. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I was thinking I could start with ghost story type. Do y'all celebrate Halloween? Halloween? I mean, I do. <laughs> but like, as, no, as that's, y'all's, yeah, that's a good place to start. Yeah, as y'all's I, tribe, like, I don't want to say like, more are, than you're are comfortable you doing, with me saying. Are you like Halloween being party. the slutty whatever celebrating <laughs> Halloween? <laughs> or do you guys have your own tradition? Um, no, it's, it's, it's Halloween. <laughs> Alright. Is, like, is that widely party. celebrated? Throughout your uh, reservation, we have like community Halloween parties. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, how can you how can you ignore Halloween? It's amazing. <laughs> I agree, but a lot of people do. Yeah. Boring bastards. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyway, ghost stories. Ghost stories. Yes. I mean, well, is your Halloween celebration different? As in ours, as in white people, like. No, it's just a party. It's a party. Completely alien to our culture. They are savages. <laughs> oh, yeah. It honestly sounds exactly what uh, the same as what I we do. I said it was. God. <laughs> so, first, I'm, um, I'm just going to start with ghost stories, those kind of things, and um, like things you're not supposed to do because it's it's kind of the same as other cultures. Make it spooky. Same kind of ideas. Yeah. Um, 
one of the first basic things is you aren't supposed to run around at night after it gets dark because all the spirits are out. You can run into them. Um, you can also run into trees. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, realistically, that was to get kids to calm down and not be crazy at night, you know? Um, another one. Uh, Do trees have spirits? Uh, they have the little people, and it's a specific tree. Okay, so technically, if they were to run around at night, they could run into a tree, which would be <laughs> inhabited by a spirit, and that's not a good thing, right? Yeah, if you mess with, cut down the, the um, in English, it's little people, whether they live in, uh, they'd find you and beat you up. <laughs> okay, so I watched Pocahontas. And from my understanding, every rock, every tree, and river. My grandma is not like a that, tree. They all have a spirit. <laughs> so, like in in your culture, your specific culture, not, not every rock, tree, like and spirit. That. No. No. So, like your average rock, you just don't give a fuck about. It's a rock, yeah. Yeah, it's just a rock. Okay, that's dope. <laughs> that's the same way it's white people different. feel. So. <laughs> we have more in common than we thought. <laughs> we do. Weird. Yeah, I thought y'all were like really alert. What? What? I mean, about nature and stuff. There, there's the different tribes. Okay, okay. Call out guns and guillotines. The English member just just browses no sleep Reddit and thinks it's valuable information. <laughs> um. Okay, so. I browse a lot more than that. I also browse a bunch of weird. <laughs> There's similarities and differences in a lot of different tribes and even with cultures in other places because, I mean, you could get into psychology and all that if you wanted to. Collective unconscious, that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, we don't do the whole everything has a spirit. We're not like that. Is there a um, reason? Uh, for us, the the breath maker um, put us here and put everything that's needed here. And we found a way to live. And then the breath maker doesn't interfere with anything. Just kind of like put us here and dipped. I like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, I'm down with that. The, the animals, the a animals are very um, anthropomorphized as characters and typed archetypes. So, like the rabbit is the trickster. Um, How do you feel um, about squirrels? <laughs> squirrels. Um, actually, I I think. Kind of shady kinda fuckers, dumb. right? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. shady ass squirrels. <laughs> They're pretty shady. So you got any good, um, like, uh, good stories to go into? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm so basically, just try to scare the fuck out of us right now. 
Like, yeah, try Patrick. to, okay, try your absolute best to make white people that don't give a shit about your culture feel like your culture is actually the reality case and that they mm -hmm. probably need to be careful when they go outside. And, you know, kick <laughs> okay. rocks because okay. all rocks have a spirit. Kick rocks. <laughs> at, le at least for, give the story for the people that are all about Halloween and you're going to tell your scary story to go with it. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple that are unsettling, creepy, like weird stuff. Um, and then I've got actual history. Way worse. Naturally. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, different kinds of ghost stories. Um, you're not. Uh, first of all, we're not supposed to have graveyards, but we do. Um, why? You're just supposed to. Why? You're not supposed to why? remember the dead. What? When they die, oh, you have four days to mourn them. Um, you get rid of their stuff. Uh, you use the medicine to cleanse yourself, pretty much. And they're after four days, you don't, you shouldn't be sad or like too in like invested in mourning them. And they're I'm supposed to be buried before too. the four days. Yeah. Um, it they because as soon as they die, they move on for us. The four days is just for the people who are here to get over and process, which makes sense in the reality that we were uh, fighting the U.S. government for a very long time. And just kind of have... efficient morning. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed well, to the reality them is that because it keeps them here. Technically, they don't get to fully go. All ceremonies for the dead are, are for, for the, the living. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. None of it's about the dead. It's all about the living being able to process mourn it, yeah. and yeah, process it. Some some cultures take it a lot longer than others. Mm -hmm. My family personally, we get over it fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my family's graves um we don't have big tombstones we don't have big plaques we don't have fancy stuff it's just the plastic marker that says this person's body is here um so since we have graveyards uh you're not supposed to look back at them when you pass them like driving um you're not supposed to be eating when you're near or in a graveyard, because there's the possibility you could choke because some spirit was like, hey, uh, let's take this person. Uh, and when you're, when you were like hunting and camping and stuff, you were supposed to make sure you weren't near a grave, which we had kind of kind of like coffins. It was a box made out of logs and like a raised post and, um, is burial uh, like... it's, it's i think it's above ground technically but they're enclosed mostly okay but so, some form of burial or shrine is like it's just cremation how, how do you guys feel about cremation well when when you die you're supposed to be one piece okay so cremation's not 
really accepted. Okay. We usually All just right. do traditional burials where it's somebody in a casket in the ground. Okay. But traditionally, traditionally, like I said, it's a box made of logs, pretty much. It it doesn't yeah. have to be because Pretty of the people traditionally. The American government wouldn't allow you to yeah. have the time to like always be a grave. Like... So you getting them in the box and making a tiny, tiny little memorial for them was all you needed. Yeah. Like like my dad was like, uh, when I die, just roll me up and get and take me out in the woods. I was like, I don't think we can do that, but I'll try. I'm the same way. <laughs> We also aren't supposed to plan for death or babies uh, because something could go wrong. So you're not supposed to be all ready and like, hey, like wills. You're not supposed to write wills. You're not supposed to do that. And you're not supposed to buy stuff for the baby until after it's born. A lot of like the birth and death stuff is connected. It's interesting. That's, that's really interesting, but it's not scary, so... Mm-hmm. I, I know you're I know. I'm getting to the the good stuff. Yeah, but yeah, but hurry up. <laughs> so go you're kidding. Story. Take your time. Take your time. Those are very mixed messages. Basically pretty straightforward. We're gonna say in this story a hunter is out a man is out on a hunting trip, so he's camping for the night somewhere far and he sets up his camp he starts a fire he starts cooking some of the meat he has he's settling down getting getting ready for the night go to bed and all that he gets woken up in the middle of the night and there's a girl sitting by the fire trying to get food she hot <laughs> Um, debatable. The The idea is she's trying to get meat from the food he left out. And he gives it to her and she sits there and doesn't eat it. And then she gets up and walks off with it. And he's like, okay, um, whatever. So this goes on for a couple nights. And he decides to follow her. And by the time he catches up to her after he follows her, it's morning, daybreak. And he finds a burial area. And all the necklaces and beautiful stuff and the dress she had on. And the meat is laid around on the box she, she the body is in. So, it was a ghost, spirit, taking his food every night. And he was like, well, that was a waste. Uh, I thought I was helping someone. And b basically, it's just like, hey, make sure you're not sleeping near a grave when you're and that kind of thing. So, is, it a, is the moral, like, uh, more of a, like, respect the dead? Um, or like beware yes. of the dead? Be, be, not beware, because there's different stories about bad spirits. I've seen that modernly, 
is a girl coming up to you at the bar and being like, hey, buy me a drink. And then you follow her back and she took it to her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked. That is. I'm a sad boy, but that ain't never happened to me. God. That would be very sad to me. Um, and just another note on the tradition stuff. Um, when you bury someone, you're supposed to lay them west to the sunset. Um, mm. And alternately, when you sleep at night, you're supposed to lay eastward with your head eastward because we bury them in the opposite direction to keep them down. Sleep in the opposite the opposite direction of that so we get up in the morning it's interesting you wake up with the sun and you rest with the sun yeah. what happens if Pretty you much. wake up like 30 times a I, I don't know man cuz that's what i do so. you keep going you keep going back to bed with your head pointed east <laughs> Until you're Unless ready you to take the die. final nap, and then you point west. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. You you wake up with the sun, and you go to bed with the sun. Or you you, you finish you with the finally, sun. Finally, yeah. If you finish with the sun, it was a good night. <laughs> God, that was low-hanging fruit. Please continue. It was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, here's another. So, how do y'all feel about shifters coming in? Oh. Uh, they're there. Culturally? <laughs> Is that it? Uh, the women didn't wear shoes, traditionally. Angler, Angler should have been a native. Does that, does that mean the men did? Uh, they had moccasins and leather stockings. Yeah. And the women weren't allowed to wear shoes? It wasn't that we weren't allowed, it was our feet were a lot tougher from working <laughs> all day, but the men yep. went out and hunted. That's a shame. So they had to walk a lot, and, um... You had to save the leather for the people that had to work farthest away, or... Uh, it, it, it was, it was more dangerous for them. Still seems pretty sexist to me. Traditionally, we were very, like, equal in duties and everything. Except for shoes. Freaking white people. <laughs> you were, you weren't allowed to have shoes. No, no, you. No, I said the feet were our feet were tougher. We we walked around camp all day. We guarded all day. We. That that's what I'd tell my wife if I didn't buy her shoes either. I'd be like, ah, oh, your feet are tougher. <laughs> <laughs> you so no, no, you're so much tougher than me. You don't need shoes. <laughs> So basically what we're telling well, you me is came every back. woman... Y'all came back and now you own like so many shoes. Every woman <laughs> in your tribe just perpetually needed a foot rub, which means foot fetishists unite. This I is don't... our time. No. This no. is our time to shine. Time. Not that Mom I'm saying I'm can't talk fetishist, to but I know, I know, I know Anglo-Libertarian <laughs> is. Well, Yeah. All right, so here's that was tangent. Here's the um, the shapeshifters you wanted to know about. They're not skinwalkers because that's the Navajos. Yes. Um, so we have good and bad medicine. 
is just an overview. We have good and bad medicine. Um, bad medicine falls under it's used to harm someone or something, or is is a bad connotation with it. And good medicine is like healing, um, fixing relationships, fixing health, fixing all that. Gee, that sounds like a lot of work. Um, Who's in charge of that? <laughs> medicine men and women. What about the spirits? Generally. Is it spirits or is it just the people? Uh, it's just the people. So there are no spirits in your culture? There are spirits, but um, there's good and bad spirits. Fuck. They don't care about they, the living? Uh, it, for the most part. That's really interesting, honestly. Um, so, shapeshifters. Like I said, it's not skinwalkers. The Navajo have the skinwalkers. Um, we have a couple different shapeshifter stories. Um, I'll go into the first one I have. Um, there is the green corn dance. We have every year it's basically our ceremony for cleansing for the new season for the harvest all that it's the middle of the summer um and you only do it when the corn is green yes it's before that you can't eat corn after the ceremony you can eat corn till what if you're really hungry there's plenty of other food man it's like a rainforest down here <laughs> So, uh, for basically from the end of the corn harvest until corn is grown again, you don't touch it until the day? Yeah. Okay. It's part of, like, the, the same cycle of rebirth and death and harvest and that kind of thing that a lot of other cultures have. So that's that's the setting for this story. Green corn dance, four days, you're dancing, you're drinking tea, very hot tea, very caffeinated tea. You're staying up and dancing for four days straight. You're cleansing, There, you're being, at least the men are being scratched with needles. Um, Why? A lot. Uh, cleansing. Like, um, basically, the idea is bad blood. Uh, the women don't have to happens every month um, <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. um like i said just cleansing that kind of thing it was also used as that's a meeting really really they could discuss cool because like every almost every oh, yeah, the dudes believed walk in around their... the dudes walk around with bars and stuff it's it's nice because <laughs> almost but almost every <laughs> culture like believed in the theory of black bad blood like you need to and bleed out the women... bad blood to get better because like i mean even in europe like uh, doctors in yeah. the middle ages and ancient times and shit but like yeah but they would try to bleed or leech the Leeches bad blood out of people like, yeah. yeah it's really cool well, why did we all think that why did all humans like I said, think that that's so fucking weird and a, it's, it was the theory sense. is collective unconscious that we all kind of have the same idea 
at some point. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Super interesting. Which Weird. Is we're of... all hu- we're all humans and all came to the humans, same yeah. conclusion at some point in time. Almost makes you think that we're onto something. Mm-hmm. But scientifically we're not. Okay. Let me let me start the story story. I have a question Basically, before you start the oh. story story. <laughs> uh, do you guys still celebrate this today? And if you do oh, it's it's like, a little different. I haven't been because um my my dad doesn't really want me going because not how it's supposed to be. People take alcohol and stuff and it's basically partying, not what it's supposed to be. Okay. Okay, because uh, throughout history people have always had harvest parties and this is that yes. sounds like what it's like. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, like what Halloween was. Yeah. Cute. Like at at that specific celebration are they growing different corn than most of us would be used to is it more of a traditional corn are they going Uh, more i'm sure it would be more traditional corn i am not an expert on what corn we had Hmm. honestly but it would probably be like original like heirloom kind of corn that's smaller not not yeah i've heard a lot about how corn like a few years ago was absolute shit well, as far as Western civilization goes, mm-hmm. like corn is like huge into history. Oh, and yeah, it, it grows. Like Super everyone natively, before anyone ever came to the Americas, everyone North and South America were all growing corn. And it's not quite like what it is now. I was just wondering if that like had something to do with your guys' holidays or celebrations. Um, it's part of it. Uh, I, I'm gonna tell the story about, the creation story about corn, too, later. Um. Yes, cool. Yes. I'm so interested in the history of corn. (laughs) I am. Alright. So, let me start this story. Shapeshifters. That was just the overview. So there's, there's dances at Corn Dance. There's a man, young man. Dancing, singing, drinking the black drink, doing all that. And there's a girl, very pretty, beautiful eyes, dressed up, all her necklaces, all her jewelry, her hair, everything. Is it you? She's dancing. <laughs> uh, can't confirm. Um, okay. Fair enough. She's... She dances with him all night. She oh, leaves before the okay. sun comes up. Then when the dances more. start the next night, she's back. She's dancing with him again. Four nights. The fourth night is the end. So he decides to follow her back to her camp because she he thought that's where she was going every night. Um, so going home. He follows her. She's always ahead of him where he can't exactly see her. Um, Finally, he reaches a clearing. Her beads are strewn about. Her dress is all laid out. All her stuff in the grass, not on her. 
Um, he's looking around for her. And in the field is this big doe. And he looks at it. And it's got the same eyes as her. And he realizes this girl was a deer the whole time. I can't be with her like I wanted to be. You know, if you wanted to enough. If you're brave enough. Yeah. <laughs> if you're brave enough. <laughs> Ask the Welsh. They do fucked up things to shoot. <laughs> so that's that's just one of the creation stories. We tell we call that the Deer Girl. But out west they have the Deer Woman who supposedly lures unfaithful drunk and drunken men um, away from their camps, away from their people. And then they they gore them and kill them to death. So <laughs> watch out for those deers, man. Walking um, sirens. That's deer oh, yeah. sirens. Deer sirens. <laughs> yeah. There's another shapeshifter tale we have. This takes place after a couple's wedding. Um, they're going camping, trying to find a place where they can set up a camp and live together. Um, it's, it's a hunting trip, so he's gathering food and stuff after their wedding. They're together, they're, he sets up camp. He goes out to hunt every day for... The entire day, every day, he comes back. She's always dressed up and really pretty, like she. Um. He comes back one day, and sees a bear near the camp, and there's also no sign of his wife, and there's also another bear that's a woman, female, and. He's like, okay, um, what's this? He leaves again, uh, and basically he comes back the next day before his wife does, and he sees her coming out of the woods and watches this bear transform into his wife. So he confronts her. She apologizes about it and whatever. And he's like, hey, if you're happier with the bear, go ahead. Um, or we can go back to camp and we can have the medicine man doctor you and make you better. And we can live together like we, I thought we were. Um, and he gives her that choice and he leaves. And as he's walking home, he sees in a clearing that the two bears are running and frolicking together. Ooh. And he's like, Ouch. dang, yeah. Cold. I mean, you can't, mm -hmm. you can't beat, uh, you can't beat Bear Dick. <laughs> oh, I mean, God. The guy was just a man. He didn't, he didn't, 
have enough to uh, to compete. <laughs> and and yes, most of what we're going to take away from any any story involving relationships mm-hmm. is probably going to be a As dick boys joke. Do. Probably going to be a dick joke. Also, guns just okay. got kicked. <laughs> yeah, I saw. It sounded like Disney, like 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 fuck Disney. That. Pull that story a little bit. Oh, what, Brother Bear? <laughs> uh, the one with brother the... Bear? No, not, not Brother the Bear. The soundtrack? <laughs> the one with the... Um, uh, Scottish girl. Oh. Her mom oh, was Brother Bear. Like, it's kind of got the same storyline about turning <laughs> the bear the, the, and the running daughter off. Poisons the mom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Disney. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. My takeaway Should we wait for more... him? Or... No, uh, no, no. We'll be we'll be fine. We'll... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He'll come in like a storm when he comes back. And totally throw everyone off track. <laughs> oh, yeah. He'll make up for the absence. Okay. This is more of the scary shapeshifter story. Um, Rather than just getting cucked by bears. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, that, that's scary to me. That that's that's pretty scary. I'm gonna be worried yeah. about that now. <laughs> Think it's going well with a woman? You just come home, bear in your bed. It's Fuck. a freaking bear! There's two bears. What are they doing in my house? Damn it! <laughs> Why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> okay. It makes sense if you lived in Alaska. Yeah, no, I, 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 you live in Vegas and you're like, I gotta worry about bears. Is the problem? <laughs> okay. So setting for this is a camp. It's a family. Um, every night, the kids of the family are told stories. They're put to bed. The parents hang out, like as as adults do. Put them to bed, talk, then go to bed or do whatever you're doing. Um, one night, one of the kids decides to stay up and pretend to be asleep. And so they're pretending to be asleep. They're watching their parents and older. They kind of go to the outer area of the camp. Um, and they start cutting themselves open across the stomach. It it gets, it explains it, don't worry. (laughs) They cut themselves open across the stomach, take their guts out, they hang their guts in the tree so it can't be messed with. After this, well, there's, there's either they throw up their guts or they cut them out. I like the cutting out. Um, but anyway, they transform into owls. These big, giant owls. Hiskit in it. Which is the witch owls. They're huge. They're like two or three feet tall. They're supposed to be horned owls. Great horned owls. And... 
They go out at night. They find a camp with kids. They either take a kid or take its heart. They bring it back. They eat it the next day when they turn back into humans. And so there's a couple different versions where one is um, the kid is like, wait a second, this isn't right. And he takes the parents and family's guts out of the tree and either feeds them to the dogs or throws them in the fire and destroys them. And that's why we have the witch owls. They can't turn back. Um, and basically, that's also why owls at night, they hoot, they, they screech, but then they also cackle and laugh and sound like they're talking almost like monkeys because they're talking to each other. Um, owls are like the main taboo animal, um, for us, because of that, uh, they're spirit birds, kind of. Well, I think you said in the last, uh, time you were on that owls were like your most spiritual animal. Yes, because, because they're connected with that spiritual animal. So they sort, of, they sort of represent, I don't know, tortured souls? In death, a way? death, for the most part. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, now they... that's, that's like, a, it's almost like a lot of cultures don't think of death as happy, but in your culture, it's like, it's just another part of life. It's just another step, it, yes. It's just another step and you accept it and move on from it. And although while the owls are scary, at the same time, they're very, very accepted. Um, well, like I said, they're, they're still taboo to where, like, the images of owls. Um, when you see owls, you're supposed to throw hot owls at them because they can't see it. Okay. Um, they, uh, we have a couple different things we're supposed to do when there's owls um they can t you're not supposed to copy them and talk back to them because they'll take your spirit and you'll die uh you're not supposed to some people are like you're not supposed to look at them whatever obviously me being an edgy uh <laughs> edgy person i have a lot of owl stuff my great-grandmother had owl stuff uh, we're also bird clan so that might be it um so that's like your heavy yeah. metal version of uh yeah yeah being a lot of <laughs> cool <laughs> just being a contrarian rocking the owl yeah 666 <laughs> mark of the devil exactly exactly Rebellion. i live it up man <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've been caught once or twice wearing owl masks out in the pastures by ranchers, and they're like, "What the hell?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so so there's that. Um, 
I lost I lost my place about owl. Um You're uh, kind of no, getting into like the, the other versions of the story. The other different things we're supposed to believe about owls, yeah. Ah. I really can't. This is, why we need, this is why we need M, because we just refer to like page nine of the notes. And we'd be uh, right, right? right? We'd, be right <laughs> we'd be right back on track. Oh, yeah. Totally. Anyway. So, witch owls. They use medicine to transform, and they kill, eat people, kids. Oh, okay. So you're not supposed to copy them or talk back to them because they'll take your soul, right? Um, yeah. and, you know, they're an omen of death, which is why you're supposed to chase them off, um, or, or just bad stuff in general, they, because they can take your soul, um, so, yeah, there's, there's the owl stuff, there's all that. <laughs> I'm really blinking, because there's more about owls, and I'm just... Off track. Okay, moving on. Time to get into <laughs> scarier stuff. Um, this one is kind of... Hey, don't try to do stuff you don't know how to do. Right? So this is in preparation for corn dance. A medicine man instructs his wife to get all prettied up like they were when they got married. Um, to part her hair straight down the middle. Um, to dress in her best outfit. All the beads, everything. So, while he's doing this, he's doing medicine. And he's giving her medicine use on herself and... Get ready for what he's going to do. And all this time, there's a there's a rabbit watching. And so the medicine man has his wife sit down on a log. He gets an axe, he's sharpened, and he says some stuff um, for medicine. He does all this, and he's done medicine on the axe. And he just freaking whacks her straight in the middle of the head. Straight down the middle. Ooh. When he does this, she splits into two identical women. Ah, nice. Straight down the middle, it <laughs> separates. And she's, he has two wives now. Um, Poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so the squirrel, or the, the rabbit, is different. Sometimes it's a, it's the squirrel. Sometimes it's the rabbit. I told you about them squirrels. They're oh yeah, shady, shady, shady squirrels. Shady ass squirrels. So he decides, wow, I want to do that. I want two wives. My wife is pretty. I like her. I want another. I want another one. Um. So the squirrel obviously doesn't doesn't know all the medicine that he should. And doesn't know the proper procedures. So he gets he gets his wife. He says the same thing. 
this lady squirrel is like, okay, I'll do it. Uh, he tries to do it, and he <laughs> freaking brains her, and she's dead. There's another version where he cuts off his tail or something, but, um, yeah. I like she the dies. term you just said, brainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will use that again. You never heard someone say that? I've heard it, but it's been oh. a while. Oh. <laughs> you, you just use it very naturally. It was great. Oh, okay. All right. And so, so yeah, she's dead. The other animals find out, and the people find out, and they're like, you murdered your wife. You're going to get punished. And I think, I think they kill him. I can't remember. But, yeah. Basically, don't do stuff you don't know how to do. Uh, because it's not going to go well. And that's about it for that one. Um, here's a gross one. It ties into corn dance. Um, grosser than braining your wife? Yeah. Yeah. Or hanging your guts in trees? Yeah, actually. Surprisingly. Sweet. It's gonna slowly <laughs> get worse. <laughs> I like it. Ramp it. Yeah. Ramp it up. I, I need to also work on the, how fast I'm going and all that, but... We'll figure that out. <clears throat> so we're gonna say there's an older sister watching after her younger brother, who's like a toddler, um, so capable of walking off if she doesn't pay attention. Um, she decides to put him in a hammock, leave him there. She's gonna go do something because she doesn't want to walk. Older sisters tend to do. Um, she comes back and can't find him. Um, she tells her parents the whole camp is looking for him. They can't find him. Um, unbeknownst to them, he was taken by an older woman. Um, he gets raised by her. They only eat corn, or what he thinks is corn. So it's soft ghee, which is a drink we have. It's very starchy. It's ground corn, water, baking soda. Done. It's kind of for an all-day thing. And he gets older. He's always hunting and helping this older woman take care of her camp, her small camp. And... He's like, I've never seen her garden, and I've never seen her grow corn near the camp. I've never seen her have corn. Where is she getting this corn? <clears throat> and so instead of listening to her and going out for the day, he decides to hide near the camp and watch her. He follows her to a clearing where she, he assumes she goes every day. And... He watches her and she pulls up her dress up over her legs and she's rubbing a tool on her up and down her calves and collecting what's coming off in a bowl and it's one of those things where you're like Okay, from, from the from the idea 
there's corn on her legs. But as you're older, you're like, realistically, that was definitely not corn. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, kinda, I, I was going with mm -hmm. that too, and I'm like, well, no, this mm -hmm. is a kid's story. It's corn, and then I'm like, but I'm an adult. Is it really corn? Yeah. And, so, like, the story was, like, they, they got hooked on something that didn't seem like corn. Mm-hmm. And so he goes back to the camp and confronts this corn lady. Goes, all right, you found out. You're not my kid. I kidnapped you. Um, your your family lives over wherever she tells him, and he's like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my family." And she's like, "All right. Um, before you leave, I want you to set everything on fire and leave." So. He does what he's told. He sets her chickies on fire. He sets area on fire. He leaves. And once the smoke is cleared from the area, when, when he comes back with his family to show them where he's been, it's a big field of corn. But actual corn this time. So that's our creation story for the main staple. Which a lot of tribes and cultures have that kind of story where a person is sacrificed or killed in some way or sacrificed themselves to create the staple that most of the people rely on. The moral being <laughs> um, sacrifices get. I don't know why we're always trying to draw a moral. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's a creation tale. That's yeah. how something came to be. But we do say, hey, don't leave your kids. Which makes sense, because it's Florida. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that could eat babies. <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah think, gators. <laughs> I'd probably make yeah. a gator eating a baby joke like once a week talking to skulls. Yeah, yeah, you, you do. <laughs> but that's like a thing. Like, they do eat babies because they're... Yeah. They, they come up close to the water because you get a baby the that can, like, stupid. stand up and, like, start to move. And they want to go to the water, and that's what the gators said. Mm -hmm. A gator took my baby. <laughs> a gator took my baby. <laughs> oh. <Good> Christ. <laughs> okay. This is another creation story, and it's, it's going to be the last one for now. Hold on, I think I have more, though. What did I write in my notes? Um, yeah, alright. So, you guys know the Kissimmee River. Um, the Okeechobee, Lake Okeechobee, largest lake in Florida. It's the, it's the remnants of a giant prehistoric sea. Um, yeah. So that's a that's a big landmark land feature of the ecosystem. It's part of the Everglades system. Okay. So we have a story that takes place on a hunting trip. Two men are hunting. 
that which you're supposed to do it's supposed to be pairs so nobody gets hurt um tell that to dick cheney <laughs> yeah really um they're on a hunting trip they're hungry um they're cutting down wood for a fire to cook stuff to just set up camp one of the men is cutting a tree down and a bunch of water spills out of it and in what's left of the tree there's some water and two fish and this man takes the fish and he's like hey we're not really getting anything on this hunting trip and i found these fish in the tree and he he's telling the guy like hey we can eat this and the other guy's like mm, that sounds a little suspicious Fishy. i'm not eating that fish um the, the first guy is like okay then i'll eat it for myself so he cooks it he eats it they go to bed and the next morning they both wake up and the second guy gets up and he starts getting ready to go out and hunt. What are you doing? And the first guy's laying there on his bedding and he can't move. He's like, I don't know. I can't move. And he the first guy unco- the second guy uncovers him and his arms and legs are fusing into his body. And he starts becoming just one appendage and growing and he turns into a giant snake so his face starts changing everything and they're like what the hell's going on and the moral of that part of the story is uh don't mess with stuff that's not how it's supposed to be um and then so he's giant snake huge snake and he decides that he needs water so he slithers and makes a big rut in the earth and he gets to lake okeechobee which okeechobee is ogechobit which means big water. So he gets to the lake and he curls up and he's at the bottom of it. That's the um that's the creation of the river. Pretty much. It's a big snake. Oh, I mean I that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. I, I guess. And now I'm, I'm just going to tie it into actual history and move on to that now. Kissimmee River and Lake Okeechobee are very crucial to the Everglades ecosystem and how the water system works in Florida because it's different from other places. <laughs> you, you good? I'm oh, sorry. That's my wife. Oh, <laughs> is she okay? She's not dead yet. Oh, Christ. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yet. ever. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see if she turns we'll into be... a bear later or not. But <laughs> yeah, we'll be checking up on that. Oh yeah, definitely. 
And so, it Lake Okeechobee, huge lake, like a thousand mile perimeter, I think at least. Um, I could be wrong. I'm not into the specifics. Uh, so it, there's been multiple attempts to drain it since the 18th. Don't ask me why. I'm not. I'm not the Army Corps of Engineers. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. And so, part of what they did is they canalized it, the Kissimmee River in 1960s, um, for flood control. And immediately after, there was a push to return it to its natural state, which has kind of failed so far. Um, because once you straighten a river, you know, uh, it's kind of hard to make it go back to how it was. And that's part of the reason we have a lot of issues with the water cycle here. Uh, the Army Corps of Engineers totally ruined the filtration that naturally happens with the water here. So... Well, if you straighten a river, if you straighten a river, you you take away all the little individuals that were being able to use it. Yes basically cut through the land and where it used to curve and affect everyone now it only affects a few and you're putting a stranglehold on the people that used to have that water yes that too and so it was canalized all that and since it can't filter you know fertilizers ran like stuff that's and naturally ends up in the water cycle that's part of the reason Florida has such a bad um, issue with red tide and that kind of thing. And especially in the lake, there's poisonous algal blooms every year now because nothing gets filtered and it all just gets fertilized after it gets in the lake. And it's kind of hard to deal with poisonous algae that when the spores are in the air, or not spores, but whatever is in well, the air, well, fertilizer can kill you. Farm, farm runoff is like a huge problem throughout the united states everywhere you go like they use roundup and everything else Mm -hmm. and it's all runoff it all turns into runoff and it's destroying everything downstream of it yeah and also contributing to the the ruining of the water cycle here the the entire everglades kind of spans the whole state right the top portion of it, the uppermost portion, was drained to build Orlando. You know, Disney came in here and bought up land uh, under different names. And was like, hey, we're going to make Disney, so they drained everything. All that happiest place on Earth, I know. It's nice. But, no, you know... Not... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Orlando's overpopulation or whatever, and all their garbage come downstream so it's not exactly all clean water unfortunately and it's partially because the filtration that naturally happens as it comes downstream down the state got ruined by the army corps of engineers and other people and this is where we get into history and uh bad government again 
Yeah, we ones. always end up there. Our specialty. We are, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know and much how about the army people, coming but... in and the government coming <laughs> in and deciding they know what's best for a river destroys the people around it. Mm-hmm. But it helps corporations. Yep. That's that's it. Definitely. Um so we left off in Okeechobee, the big lake. Historically, like I said, it's it's been attempted to be drained and all that. But during the Second Seminole War, the Battle of Okeechobee happened. Now, the Battle of Okeechobee, I was kind of telling BR the cliff notes of it. And basically, uh, there was a big encampment of U.S. forces, dragoons, militiamen, all that. They're there to get rid of us, the Seminoles. And it's Christmas morning. They're all asleep. Uh, they wake up to a lot of dead men. And the Seminoles run through their camp, killing them. <laughs> they pull the George Washington. And, yeah. The, uh, the generals say that they won. And it was definitely not a victory. At all. With how many people died. And the Seminoles won tactically, supposedly. But you can say they won all around. Especially since we're still here. Um, it's pretty, pretty wild. And there's a, there's a marker plaque that says, like, hey, this is where it happened. And, like, me commemorating it and memorializing it to the Seminoles who died in the ambush. Or the soldiers who died in the ambush. And that's in a bar parking lot right on the road. Um, I'll drink to with that. just an American flag on it. <laughs> I was telling a friend today. I kicked a friend <laughs> out of my house. I was like, dude, I got a podcast to do. You got to go. <laughs> take your kid. Leave. <laughs> but uh, I, was tell <laughs> I was telling him about, uh, I'm like, the girl we're having on is in a tribe that never got beat by the United States. They fought mm -hmm. off every army, the only tribe. And he's like, no, no. He's like, we were always taught that we destroyed them. They're enemies. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what you're taught. But uh, they beat them out. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, and, exactly. And so the, so the leader of the... Uh, the uh, Missouri volunteers who were there was uh, Zachary Taylor, who became president. He was there when that happened. Yeah, so there were just a couple hundred, maybe 300 Native, like, Native American forces, so Seminole. And like 800 to 1,000 infantry, volunteers, dragoons, you know, and... There was a lot of deaths on the soldiers' side, and only, like, maybe 50, but it's unconfirmed because we take our dead when they die, so they can't have them. So, yeah, they like to say they won, but they definitely didn't win that battle. So you hear that? Well, no, they always say they win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, always, always say they win. We might have lost the, the Second Seminole War. Might have been the, or 
monetarily and they, they, the lives of Americans. They, they totally won. They fucked you all over. They fucked us all <laughs> over. Yeah. And so... Around the same time, the Battle of Okeechobee happened. And there was also an attack on Fort King and Ocala. The Dade Massacre happened. And during the Dade Massacre... No. Um, December 28th. 1835, uh, once again, troops were ambushed by Seminole on a prairie. They killed all but three soldiers. The one soldier who actually stayed and saw everything left alive so he could tell everybody else about it. <sighs> the two that got away were, I think, mortally wounded, so they died after, but uh, they escaped and ran back the way they came because they were marching between forts, which were a couple hundred miles-ish apart and yeah they got ambushed um <laughs> the seminoles left one guy alive and went, yeah tell him what we did always a gangster <laughs> move always <against> yeah <laughs> they just put you um, on like a list like you were on that list but now they highlighted <laughs> you because you said it on a podcast oh yeah that i Definitely. know the history because you know the history, exactly. Oh, yeah. And it, it was 110 soldiers. Uh, and there were only three killed on the Seminole side. And how many How many were attacking force size, you know? Uh, 180-ish. What, Seminoles? And yeah, and 110-ish. And a cannon on, on the soldier side. <laughs> That's, um, that's a solid fucking ambush. I'd take those odds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, most highways in Florida were military roads where they marched forth. And a lot of times the Seminoles would ambush them on because they were like, hey, only the military. We'll just sit here for a day-ish and shoot them when they walk between us. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good game. Oh, yeah. I got nothing else to do. I hear him coming. Let's go. <laughs> There's a couple other battle stories. In one of the battles, I think it was the Dade Massacre, but when the military surgeons and stuff got there with, like, the next group of men who got sent out to see the bodies and stuff, um, one of the surgeons or doctors was has, has a journal. And in it, he goes, there's, there's one where he, um, we'll just call this one a private. Uh, this man was, uh, stripped down and found with his private's mouth. <laughs> you know, a little what? humor there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cut off and in his mouth. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, the... I do want to give that message to the government most days. <laughs> the uh, the soldiers and Seminoles were kind of in a... Hey, since you guys aren't leaving, who can do the worst to each other, pretty much? And... Gonna have to say we did a lot of bad stuff. To... <laughs> and uh, that's part of it. 
But a lot of the scalping and dismembering of soldiers, ruining their guts about and that, is because, like I said earlier, it's very important that we're whole, we die and are buried, or else we can't move on, mm. right? Um, a big practice of the American government at the time was taking specimens for the science people up north uh if they found a dead body on the battlefield if they captured a prisoner uh they would collect the head as a specimen at the time it was craniology and that would have been i think i covered this a little in the last one um would have been filling the skull with water to see how much it could hold the volume. Oh yeah. And hey, this person's smarter. <laughs> um And they also well, first of all, exploited our average that. seminals were larger than Yeah, they pretty much tested that with us and then we're like, hey, let's Well then they exploited it people. and then sold the skulls to like the traveling museums and the sideshows. There were and the Ripley's believe it or not. Yeah, like there a... were about eight hundred seminal skulls taken. And they're mostly still in the Smithsonian because they won't repatriate them because the government makes you go through a bunch of loopholes. Well, you guys, so, you know, you guys were undefeated, so that's yeah. why they would they don't want to. The ones that were defeated, they'll talk about all the time. You guys were undefeated, and they don't oh, want to yeah. bring you up. They can't talk about someone not bowing down, giving in. And so, so there's, there's that, you know, um, so the U.S. military and amateur, uh, archaeologists and paleontologists raid graves that they found, which is a big part of the Seminole Wars. They would cut people up. They would take heads. They would kill prisoners specifically for getting the heads, <laughs> getting head, um, they would, <laughs> they would, um, specific, like I said, specifically collect, but there were some soldiers who would write little descriptions and they would embellish. So there's a couple skulls, like three, I think, where the soldier was like, I was being attacked by three men at a time and I just so happened to get a shot off at him and... He killed them all, but the wounds on the skull are most definitely execution wounds, like right on the side of the head, point blank. Mm. <laughs> Dude was definitely lying. And so on that note, you know, um, Osceola, the most prominent figure at the time, the most prominent Indian at the time, extremely famous there's cities up in the midwest named after him uh, there's a county in florida named after him a lot of stuff to do with him including fiction written about him at the time because he was famous he was known about in europe they were writing stuff about him he was known about up north they were writing about him the summer wars were extremely documented but it's kind of been lost air quotations um, and, you know, 
he was captured finally after killing a lot of men um including leaders of seminoles who would try to turn their people in for money um pretty pretty noble you know he killed one guy after the came to him. he slit his throat he killed him he took the money that he got from the u.s and threw it on his body mm. um yeah and oh definitely for sure uh he he was captured and held in Castillo de San Marcos, Spanish fort in, in August, but is now a, was at the time a American fort because America took over the forts that Spain had here. And so he was kept there. Eventually he was moved to Fort Moultrie in Carolinas, I think. I can't remember where that is, but that's where he died. Supposedly, he asked for a mirror, red, and dressed in his nice stuff, laid down and died peacefully. Um, there's a bit of a uh, clash here of truth and fiction, as you you're sure you'd be sure that the government would cover something like a murder up, as we saw with Epstein. <laughs> um. <laughs> and a lot of other political figures and important people. Supposedly, his head had a bullet wound in the side of it. Um, and his head was separated from his body and put preserved after they made a death mask. And so it traveled a bit. His body got buried at Fort Moultrie. Um, so his head traveled around a bit. A doctor had it for a long in a jar, and he would scare his children with it, supposedly. He'd put it on the end of their bed at night uh, if they weren't listening. Man, you that's know. all sorts of fucked up. You know, you know normal, normal stuff. Um, and no, the Native Americans to be like <laughs> demons. Oh like, yeah. To scare like Ooh. I'm sure if we went back to like a hundred years ago out on the prairies, people <laughs> would have the same kind of stories against Native Americans that you shared with us tonight against spirits and everything yeah. else. Yeah, red devils. Come on. Yeah. Maroon yeah, yeah, like people are paid to get rid of you. Yeah. And so, supposedly, his head, his preserved head, was lost in a fire after a, a, a museum or lab room caught on fire, you know? But I doubt it would be hot enough to burn melt glass. Well, that goes with, the, mm. that goes with their narrative. Yeah, it, it definitely it, disappeared. The fire couldn't burn anything except the... Indian skull, <laughs> and it took it back in uh, the spirit world and mm -hmm. scare all scare all the white people. <laughs> yeah, there's fun. Um, there's another. So there's a place here called Devil's Garden. It's an area kind of. It's mostly pastures now, but uh, 
It's named after Sam Jones, who the U.S. military started calling the Red Devil because they couldn't capture him. And he would always kill a lot of soldiers with his groups that he led. And that's pretty, that, pretty freaking awesome. Uh, White Death, Red Devil. Mm-hmm. Guerrilla fighters just get kick-ass names when you kill fuck tons of enemies. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, there's that. And there's another story where... Actually, I think I have the... Okay, so... You guys know Sleepy Hollow? Classic. You know, Ichabod Crane. Um, Ichabod Crane was a real person. And he was friends with Washington Irving. Ichabod Crane served in the Second Seminole War. And, um, he died October 5th, 1957 at 70. He supposedly inspired the story of um, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, he Washington Irving didn't admit that it's it's about the Colonel, yeah. but there is a story where the Seminoles, well, a a general or something on horseback went into the smoke and fog of the battlefield go ham on the Seminoles, you know, with the sword and stuff. And the soldiers were, like, waiting for him to come back. This is in a soldier's journal, I believe. And he... They hear the horse coming back. And, uh, out of the of the battlefield comes the horse with the rider on it with his head gone. Oh. So, in immediate imagery of the Headless Horseman, after he was beheaded by the Seminole. Oh, fuck. Wait, wait. Is that the <laughs> origin of that, then? Pretty, pretty much, yeah. That's well, like, cool. yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, the, the one horse. with Johnny Depp says it's a German origin. Yeah, but Ichabod Crane was a real man who served in the Seminole. Uh, probably saw that happen. <laughs> Especially with all the taking of skulls and beheadings and all that. Mm. I'm sure he shared a lot of it with Washington. And yeah, he 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 was a commander of the U.S. Army in Northeast Florida. And he was under Zachary Taylor. He became president. Um, I I think that's pretty much what I had. Like, Scary I mean, stuff, you know, the the headless stuff. horseman's a, a good one to end on. Oh yeah, definitely. Bloody, you gonna do the outro? Well, see, seeing <laughs> well, as I think everybody else dibbed. Guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'll try it. <laughs> but I, I, I think you're more it. prepared. Okay, I, I can. <laughs> so um, yeah, that that's been us trying something a little different. We are less ranting and more. More listening, which is very rare, because we like to we like to speak over our guests. <laughs> it was also because the, the people here are not the ones who speak over. Well, I mean, gun stuff, <laughs> but um. Oh. 
No, I'm a firm believer of speaking over if I have the ability to speak. <laughs> I will. I'll speak over a motherfucker in a second. We, this is how we entice more people to come on. Yeah, um, exactly. I will speak over a motherfucker if I can. If I need to. Oh my god. Uh, well, um, yes. Halloween stories. Thank you, Skulls, for uh, for letting us culturally reappropriate. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a term, but um, yeah. Halloween, yeah. motherfuckers. Was, uh, do you, do you have any shout-outs? Do you want to shout-out your page? Do you want to shout-out anything else? Um, at Skulls and Scalps. One word. I do language posts. I do memes. I try to talk about the history and, uh, you know, anti-gov. Uh, definitely think I might try to get into merch soon maybe because I've had some ideas recently uh, and I'll talk about that when that happens um yeah that's that's about it perfect um, perfect yeah. uh, I got a couple shout outs right. uh, <laughs> I'm going to DC oh yes I'm sure you guys have heard about it um the 2A rally. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say I believe in everything that what's going on there. I'm going to meet some people. Mm -hmm. I'm from the E-Militia. If you're following us or maybe you're not, I want to go. I want to come talk to you. I'm going to pass on some stickers. We're going to ask some questions. Uh, yeah. It'll be Come to time. DC. <laughs> Represent. I mean, <laughs> if anything, like I, I don't believe in what some of the organizers are saying, but it's good to have any kind of representation publicly, you know. So I don't cool. believe in almost any anything they're saying. Oh, I'm yeah, going there someone to meet with other motherfuckers that want a bell. You guys ready? So. So. Hey. You know what? There's a lot of people going to DC. Hey, man. They're ready. Demonstrate. Mm. Demonstrate. Exactly. Do some do some peaceful protesting in public demonstration. I'll be passing out some stickers. Uh, if you've ever thought you wanted to be on the E Militia podcast, come to DC. Find me. <laughs> I will yeah. put you on video. We don't have to be on video. It could be audio. nothing but audio. You will be, we're doing a documentary. Show up. Fine. Hang them. We're going to have a good time. We're going to pass out some stickers. Show up. It'll be rewarding. Stickers are like, that's how we're taught to, you know, be rewarded from preschool. So. Get your little golden star, gotcha. but it's gonna be whatever it is from Hingham. I designed those stickers. stars. It, it looks cool. Ooh. Can't wait. I'll, I'll, I'll post a sticker soon. Anyway, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you say you had something else to shout out, Skulls? Someone did ask me to uh, shout out the 
two-way rally, so there's my there's my shout-out. Oh, yep, there we go. I didn't really <laughs> figure out how to post about it, but there you go. Yes. We're going to be there. We're going to be represented. And there will be, it's a new thing for us uh, doing videos, so we're going to we're gonna try and do, it's an experiment. We might do more, might be the only one, but we're going to try and document it. And uh, yeah, be cool. So It's going to be the only one for a minute, <laughs> but when we find another situation that's possible, we're going to document it on video too. Try and cover this shit a bit more uh, evenly. Definitely. Anyway, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.